What do you mean? This thing is going no longer than an hour 20. Okay. (laughs) A bitch is tired. Fine. Whatever. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I will. How about a whiskey and soda? Well, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast where we get drunk and we watch a horror movie and then we record a podcast right after while we're still drunk and then we cut in clips of while we were watching the movie, like this clip. She has a mullet too. Every, what was this? Ah, he has a skullet! <laughs> <laughs> wait, when is, what year is this movie? Yeah, that's that's peak mullet time. Scarlet, baby. I'd say like eighty-seven to like ninety-three was like the height of mullets, but like the good kind. And today's episode is about Prince of Darkness. Hope the clip's about mullets. Oh my god! Every time we said mullet, fuck, <laughs> so many goddamn times. And Harish picked this movie. Oh, sorry, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Molly. I'm Sam. And I'm Harish. And Harish, who you he- just heard, um, picked this movie. Um, it's uh, from 1987. Directed by John Carpenter, which is super cool. Toit. Yeah. Uh, do you want to dive right into the trivia? Sure. So the first segment we do on this podcast, if it's your first time listening, is uh, um, a segment called... Below the Bar Trivia, where we do just a short trivia quiz, and then whoever loses has to do a drinking, because this is a drinking podcast. Do a drinking. So you ready to do a drinking what are, ready to do What a are your buzzer noises? Buzz. Your god plutonium can't save you. <laughs> Good <laughs> noises. Okay. So This is a quotable movie. The credited writer of this movie is named M- Martin Quatermass. It's written by <gasps> Martin Quatermass. Who is that? Oh. Martin Quatermass. I told you, Martin Quatermass and I go way back. Martin Quatermass. Martin, Martin Quatermass. Is that a is that a pen name? And uh, Martin Quatermass shares his name with a character from what? A, a TV show, B, a comic book, C, a novel series, or D, a radio show? Biz. Yes. A comic book. No, that's wrong. Um, Can you read the other? It was radio show. TV show, comic book, novel series, or radio show? Um, God, Plutonium can't save you. Um, a novel series? Nope, that's wrong too. <laughs> a radio show? No. Oh, the no. answer is TV show. Nobody gets a point. Shit. What TV show? So, uh, 
the man credited as writing this is Martin Quatermass. Yes. Uh, what else has he done? Which was an homage to British film and television writer Nigel Neal and his best-known character Bernard Quatermass, um, who it was a TV character is the so answer. So the character Bernard like Quatermass named himself like they named the character after the writer. So no, the writer named himself after a character. The writer. This movie was written by John Carpenter under a pen name. Oh my <laughs> of god, Martin Quatermass. I'm so. <laughs> angry because <laughs> this script is so bad <laughs> um yeah and what? also the university that they go to is named neil university which is also like the writer nigel neil is the the guy who wrote the character bernard quatermass and so ass, john carpenter the story features elements associated with neil including confrontation with an evil with ancient evil which is in quatermass in the pit and the quatermass conclusion me- messages from the future in the road and the scientific investigation of the paranormal which is similar to the stone pit uh, the stone tape which is another Quatermass story uh but nigel neal was displeased with the homage because he feared that viewers might believe that he had something to do with the movie did he not like the movie then <laughs> well the movie was critically panned uh it has like 50 percent on rotten tomatoes i i'm sorry yes i don't know we'll talk about it how many so, times did you say martin quatermass martin quatermass i know yeah <laughs> You got us, motherfucker. <laughs> because you guys didn't know this whole time that it was a pen name of John Carpenter. Shit. <laughs> Fuck you, John Carpenter. I was expecting that he had done some, like, really, like, some, a movie that we had already seen. Yeah. And in a way, he, he has. He did Halloween, which you've already seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's do question two. Question two. I- uh, well, he's gonna snap. <laughs> One of the actors in this movie is Alice Cooper, the rock star. Yes. yes. Um, where did Not John? Enough, by the way, where did John Carpenter meet Alice Cooper? A, in his agent's office. B, on tour. C, um, at the premiere for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie, or D, at WrestleMania. Buzz. Yes. Please, please, please tell me it's WrestleMania. Yes, that's the answer. Yes! Uh, this is according to the so IMDb to trivia, which who knows how accurate the IMDb trivia is. But according yeah. to IMDb trivia, the John Carpenter and Alice Cooper met at WrestleMania. So executive producer Shep Gordon was also the manager to Alice Cooper, the singer. And he suggested that Cooper recorded a song for the movie, but uh, John Carpenter also cast Alice Cooper as one of the homeless zombies, and Cooper allowed the impaling device from his stage show to be used in the film. So, you know the scene where he kills the guy by, like, stabbing him with with the the bike? bike? Yeah. Yeah. That impaling device that he uses is something that he used in his stage show i don't know how he used it but he just impaled a guy he does tricks on stage that's so cool yeah um yeah so (laughs) john carpenter first met alice cooper at wrestlemania obviously that's so fucking cool and the performer shared his desire to be in a horror film carpenter said okay but only if he could use cooper's impaling gag from his onstage shows what a deal. 
Yeah. <laughs> the greatest crossover in cinematic history. Okay, so what are the scores now? One you to have nothing. one to zero. Okay. Question three. One of the actors in this movie is also in a modern sitcom. What sitcom is this actor in? A, The Good Place. B, Superstore. C, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or f- D, Single Parents. Um, B, B, um, God Can't Save You. Yeah. Is it um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Is it Hitchcock or Scully? It's Hitchcock. <gasps> Uh, so you know the guy that we were calling Skullet? Skullet, baby! Yes! That's Hitchcock. That's <laughs> Hitchcock! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Fun fact, he's also in Poltergeist. Uh, <laughs> I don't know Sam's who he is shook. in Poltergeist. I... <laughs> but... I... It's like in my mind, Hitchcock only formed into existence <laughs> for brooklyn 99 yeah so the idea that he's in other right. l- i am quaked the actor's name is like dirk dirk something yeah dirk uh booker or something i don't know yeah, I dirk blocker dirk blocker yeah yeah i this was the one where i was super worried that you guys would figure it out by the end did you know, Molly? No. Did you, okay. I yeah. just took a guess. Well, I took a guess. Because there's old people. And then I was yeah. thinking, well, I was thinking one of them, I was thinking the blonde guy I was like, he could have grown up to be Hitchcock or Scully. Yeah. <laughs> Not what I expected. The guy who's balding, uh, his name is Mullins in the movie. Uh, he has like, um, like a bald forehead and then he has like hair in the back that's pretty long. I mean like long for a man. He's got a, a male hairstyle. Yeah. Um, and uh <laughs> yeah so he grows up to be scully <laughs> he did a lot Brooklyn of horror Nine-Nine. movies i'm looking at his imdb yeah oh he's like the shithead on the bike at the beginning of poltergeist the guy with the beer and like the opening you know what i'm talking about like the guy with the beer yeah, yeah, the friend yeah. that's him oh yeah. my god so it's tied one to one at the end of three questions so i have uh i guess i have two more questions but um so the uh opening scenes at the whatever university it was neil university was actually filmed at john carpenter's alma mater which is a ucla uc uh, university Mm -hmm. of california at los angeles (laughs) or b university of california san diego c uh USC, University of Southern California, or D, Stanford University. Okay. Buzz. Yeah. UCLA. Nope. God damn it. God can't save you. Did he go to Stanford? Nope. Southern California. Yeah, USC. I knew San Diego was thrown in there because your sister went there. Yeah. And also, it's a California university. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess... Uh, Sam wins. I'll do one more question. This is a true or false question. Hold on. This trivia has been really good. <laughs> true or false yeah, question. Your stuff. The seven people who is res- there are seven people in this movie who return as zombies. True or false? They represent the seven deadly sins. God can't save you. False. Yeah. That's that's correct. I was like trying to sort them in I my know. mind, and I was like, "This isn't." It's like I can't. Out. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, so, I've already lost, you know, so it doesn't matter. One of the actors, uh, Peter Jason, I think his name is, <laughs> he's the one who's on the commentary um, yeah. with John Is he Carpenter. tight pants? Ah, uh, yes, tight pants, man. Look at how tight this man's pants are. It's a little dark, but when you get a chance. There's no way he didn't rip at least two of them. I think so. Yes. I don't know. I don't know though. Um but pants on. he suggested that having the two he suggested having the seven people who return as zombies represent the seven deadly sins, but Carpenter decided not to do it because it would have required many rewrites. Yeah. We love a lazy king. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So that's the trivia. Um some other fun facts. Uh the dreams uh, in this movie were shot on video and then filmed off of a TV. So that's why they looked that's pretty cool. interesting. So there's the scene where Alice Cooper kills that guy. Uh, so hey, you want me to kill that guy? I'm going to totally kill that guy for you. That guy, earlier in the movie, he listens to a song on headphones and the song that he is listening to is the song that Alice, Alice Cooper, Cooper wrote for the movie, which is called Prince of Darkness. So that's a fun fact. The mer- the mirror stuff was accomplished with Mercury. They they had like hydraulic dollies and cranes um, that they used for their um, filming, and they drained all the mercury out of those and used that as the mirrors in these mercury scenes, and then they. That sounds dangerous. It is dangerous. Like the the like arms that they used to dip in were prosthetic arms, which is why like there's a one scene where it's the arm and it's all bloody and shit and the the watch doesn't fit. It's because it's a fake arm. Oh, okay. Um and uh they yeah, and then the other side of that where like the fingers are poking out was filmed in a swimming pool, a covered swimming pool. Yeah, so that's all the trivia <laughs> that I had. That's a lot of really good trivia. Yeah. Thank you so much for your stuff. That was interesting incredible. Movie. Are we ready to hmm, nope, we're not. Are you ready to uh recap? recap? Yeah. So our next segment is we reenact the movie in uh, seven minutes. This is gonna be so bad. Do you have the timer? Yes I do. Uh I'll be the physicist. I'm Walter. Okay. Well, I'm, um, I'll be, um... Oh, who did you claim? Um, I know. Uh, Alice Cooper. I want to know. Yeah, but, like, also, I'll be the lesbian. The glasses? Yeah. The glasses girl. Okay. Actually, can I be her and then, like, also the one chick who gets real bloody at the end? Yeah. I hate yeah. that I said chick. I'm sorry. I say chick all the time. That's, like, my bad habit. Harry, she calls yeah. me out for it all the time. I guess I can be the priest guy if you're the... No. Yeah. I'll Somebody else besides I'll you. I'll be the redhead, I guess. I guess. I'll Wait, no. We'll just pick up the other characters. Because yeah, so, so many characters like don't do enough that like matters. Yeah. So, are we ready to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the opening, and there's a priest in a coma uh. on the bed, and he has a box with him. And he die. And then he dies, and then... You oh, I'm the priest guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I show up and then I get the box thing and I read his like little notes in the notes his journal, his journal thing. And it kind of leads me to 
um church this church thing and then i go get my friend who's like a scientist and a professor it's me (laughs) the um quantum physics professor and i'm like yo i gotta go check this thing out come with me okay so we go and we go down to the basement of this creepy church and you tell me about this uh brotherhood of sleep or whatever there's like this crazy and it's hidden from the vatican or something and then we go down to the basement and where all the candles are lit and there's this and there's this big green vat thing swirly liquid And, um, so then we decide we need to figure out all the stuff about it. So it's me and I go back to my class and I'm like, Hey class, we got a fucking, we're doing this thing for extra credit. So come join me at this church. We're hanging out overnight. Yeah. Oh, it sounds lit. Let's all go. We're all shitheads. And the entire class comes with me. And, uh, there's the one girl who's, uh, um, the like, uh, the redhead who's translating no the asian girl who's translating oh. the fucking the, 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 the text. book there was a book that was like here coming up on the screen like based off all these equations that i'm like finding from the bible yeah it turns out that jesus was an alien jesus something was an like alien. that uh and then the bible Satan is fell science, from heaven and they killed jesus and covered it up Anyway, we're hanging here overnight, and also there are all these homeless people around that are and just Alice acting Cooper. like zombies. Hi, it's me, Alice Cooper. Ah, uh, school's out, bitches. Stab he's everybody. acting weird. So uh, now we're all inside the thing. We're all inside the church, and we're just waiting. Uh, we're just observing. And, oh, it's me, the guy with the mustache. And, and I'm like, oh, I noticed that something is going wrong with these wave like maybe this thing has a consciousness and then it's me the quantum professor and i'm like don't tell anyone until you verify that it's actually that thing and not something else like the wind or whatever cut to um there's the one girl in the basement oh shit yeah it's me and i'm in the basement and i'm like haha weird shit happening and i'm all alone and i walk up to the um green swirly spooky thing and it spits in my fucking mouth and i'm screaming then i get possessed Ah, uh, and she's possessed. Then I just start going around spitting in everyone else's mouth who's like asleep and uh, awake and everyone's sharing the same dream. Oh yeah, everyone, we all have the same dream if we're in proximity. We all have the same dream. It's like foretold in the book. Yeah. And in the, the dream. dark figure at the entrance of the thing. The dream, it says, this is not a dream. It's actually a transmission from the year one nine and then it gets cut off. Which is, like, side note, that was super fucking cool. Yeah. yeah keeps getting cut off we don't see the end of the dream but there's a dark figure at the front of the church Mm -hmm. anyway we're all having the same dream cut to and i'm just running around spitting in everyone's mouth and i spit in one woman's mouth and it's me i'm the woman and i get my mouth spit in and i'm just like laying in the bed and then i'm like okay fine yes and she's laying in the bed and then her like stomach starts to grow and cut to it's all of us hanging out in the front um it's me the professor and the priest is here mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other people here and i'm like and the priest you're like oh we're all having the same dream right yeah it's crazy everyone right? who's fallen asleep has had the same dream it's probably a message from the future and it's a message from the future and we gotta fight it or something has and tight pants died yet Everybody comes in. Uh, tight pants is and outside and he dies. and he dies. And he starts killing people. Yeah. Oh no! So Everyone's like dying. The possessed versus the not possessed. And then a bunch of wacky scenes happen. And then Walter gets trapped in that closet. Is that? Are we at that part yeah, yet? Yeah, yeah. Walter's trapped in the closet, and the two chicks that are possessed are like, 
outside taunting him and then i'm like yelling through the door or the wall like help me who's like face is turning into blood and it's me and my skin is all melty and she's like puffed up she's also puffed up and i look rough (laughs) yeah and i'm like get me the fuck out of this bitch cut to it's morning now and walter has done fuck all nothing to get himself out of the closet (laughs) <laughs> and then the women start trying to get in, right? Yeah. Yeah, they start trying and then to get in. Out of nowhere, I all of a sudden can start banging on the wall with a hammer. Well, that we've I been digging on the other side to try to get you out, but it's been a long time. But and then, then now you're at the I point randomly where can do it, yeah. Yeah, you're working on this side. And I wake up, and I'm the burnt up woman, and I dip my fingers into a makeup palette that i just see on the ground and i'm trying to reach the devil and i'm like oh fuck we're gonna need a bigger boat so i go to get a bigger mirror to try and pull satan out of like the like nether realm or whatever and i'm in the room with the big mirror and you and get like pulling, things i grab onto hand. his hand i'm like ah father. and you're pulling it out and then uh the redhead shows up and, and she's she, like oh shit she dives in throws the other girl through the mirror and goes with her through the mirror to keep her from pulling Satan out. And then I, the priest, throw the axe. Oh, yeah, I had been, like, chopping at her, and she wasn't dying, and I'm, like, scared. But then that girl dives, and they dive into the mirror, and I throw the axe and shatter the mirror. Yeet. And I'm like, I saved the day. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine. We're safe now, is what you say. Oh, yes. I'm a man, and I took a woman's work. And then it cuts to, it's me, the guy with the mustache who was dating or trying to get with the girl with the red hair. And we fucked early in the movie, but uh, she left and I'm sad. And then I wake up and the fucking bloody girl is right next to me. Ah. And then I wake up again and I'm all sweaty and I'm remember my dream and it's like it's a transmission and something's this is actually from the future we're from the year 19199 it's the redhead and then it keeps going in this the dream and then we find out it's the redhead who's coming out of the church and then i wake up and then i look and there's a mirror next to me and then i put my hand towards the mirror and cut to credits the end the end this movie is kind of confusing because there's like a lot that happens there's like a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we got the gist of it, yeah. but like there's so much more. You can keep up with it, but like there's a lot. I think I There's I'm so many characters. This is definitely there's too many characters. A, a multiple watch movie makes it easier to understand. Oh, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now. I'm like could not focus the entire Me fucking too. time. I was struggling. I'm going to have to watch this again sober when I'm like able to like process what's happening cuz it's one of those I feel like I'm really going to like it when i watch it again but like having just like not been able to like handle it right now it was like really hard to watch i felt like i feel like i've been watching this movie for the past eight hours (laughs) i agree but i i do find this movie enjoyable and i actually kind of like look forward to getting to watch it again but i do i do want to see it in like a sober state because like boy was i having a really hard time like i got it but i was like oh this is so much work so this is the first time any of us has watched this movie Mm -hmm. i'm the only one who actually like knew anything about it i knew absolutely nothing other than alice cooper was in it so my history with this is uh the first time i heard about this was in like a reddit thread and i think i don't remember what the fucking reddit thread was but it was like something about like a movie where uh, like you uh, a scene in a movie that like 
uh, was really cool or some shit. And they were talking about the reveal that it's actually a message from the future or whatever. And someone was like, yeah, this reveal in Prince of Darkness is really cool. Watch the movie. And so, like, I, like, this was, like, several years ago. I was like, okay, so Prince of Darkness is a movie that I want to watch. And then it took me several years to actually, like, get to the point where I actually had the movie. And so this is the first time I'm actually watching it. But, like, I did, like, research on the movie earlier today uh, to find trivia and stuff. So I I knew kind of what was going to happen, but not, like, the actual plot details. Mm -hmm. But I knew that it was, like, a message from the future, and I knew there was going to be weird stuff with the mirrors and stuff like that. So, like, I, I feel like I'm like the most where like I got the most out of the movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I feel like this episode is going to be a lot of us being like, explain this, Harish. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like starting with the message from the future. Why? Why was it happening? So it's never explained in the movie, but it's, it's like, my interpretation is like the apocalypse happens and then at some point in the future they get their technology to where they in can 1999. send in in the year 1999 Charlie XCX predicted the apocalypse. <laughs> yes, she did. Thank you, Charlie. In the year 1999 they have the technology to send messages back to the future, but they can't send direct messages. They have to infect people's subconscious thoughts or whatever um so they can send messages back through time and it goes into people's dreams and the dream is the message that they're trying to send it's just a video clip of the the redhead girl coming out of the church um and so it's basically like they're sending a message back in time in order to try to prevent the apocalypse which is gonna happen if these characters that we're watching don't prevent it. And the apocalypse would have happened if that chick pulled Satan out of the mirror. Yes. So but this also is all kind of like a what if movie. It's well, so like at the end it's revealed that the So okay. Well let's start from the beginning. There's a brotherhood of sleep. Okay? So this this um Donald Pleasance's character, uh, he's the priest. I don't remember his name. But the priest finds out about this Brotherhood of Sleep where they have a vow of silence, but they also sleep a lot. And they all have the the same dream. And I think it's like the, the... Like, the... They're basically guarding this church and this, um this relic or whatever it is in which is the green liquid in the um the like cylinder yeah there was the green liquid in the cylinder and they're guarding the thing and then anytime they're around it they have this same dream of uh some dark figure coming out of the church and then it's revealed later in the movie that that dream is actually just a message from the future of them trying to prevent the apocalypse, which is really cool, right? <laughs> yes, it is. I think 
like I said, the second view, I think I'll like this movie a lot more. I No, I mean, that doesn't make sense. I like this movie. I think second view, I'll understand this movie a lot more. But, like, you explaining it, it's like I understood it, but I kind of needed it laid out for me to, like, really be like, okay, yes, that was right. Okay. So, there's a part in the movie where um, there's the one girl who's uh, um, decoding or, like, translating whatever. They find this book in the church and it's like written in multiple languages. Like part of it is in Greek. Like the, the priest has this whole speech like, Oh, it's in Greek and it's in Coptic and it's in Latin and it's in this language. And it's basically like they were writing on top of other things just to like get their own translation or whatever. Anyway, this girl who's doing her like degree in theology is translating it. And she explains to everyone else that um, it's basically telling about uh, the like Jesus Christ was an extraterrestrial creature the best of part. a human like race. And um, it's talking about how like Satan, not Satan, but Satan's father or something came down to earth. And I think the isn't th- Satan's father like God. No, well, that's the part of it in this. They're talking about how it's like the guy we call Satan actually had a dad who was separate from who who was uh, the one who fell okay. or something like that. Anyway, the green liquid, I believe, from whatever I read, is supposed to be the evil, like satan or the ultimate evil or the son of whatever fell from the heavens Hmm. so that's why it's so it's like basically the liquid is possessing people with satan yeah the liquid is the evil like i think the the this movie so this movie has like really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and like when it came out it was very critically panned and I think it's because of how uh like weird the like science slash religious aspect of this is. Yeah, but like I mean that's that's like a thing in a lot of stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. So um this movie like combines science and religion so they do talk about like quantum mechanics at the beginning which really doesn't go into it but um the idea is that like all of the religious beliefs that people have has a scientific basis but like since uh, I think I bet th- people in the 80s love to hear that the more I think the 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 like view of this movie is that there is like a scientific basis for our be- religious beliefs at least Christianity's religious beliefs but like we don't have the framework to explain it um, until we've reached like the eighties where they understand quantum mechanics or whatever. 
Um, and so like now they're like at the point in science where they're like, Oh, we can explain all of this scientific or this like religious stuff. Jesus was an extraterrestrial, whatever. And so like, uh, this movie is like combining sci-fi with like the demon type exorcists, like supernatural, supernatural stuff. So, okay. Yeah. I'm getting my second wind here. So, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and that's Molly's second wind. Okay, I'm not even kidding you. That's like as much as I can do. <laughs> no, like I, I'm getting more like as I'm like processing it and stuff, I'm getting more of an understanding of it. And I know this is probably like really boring to listen to, but like it's like, okay, I would not recommend drinking watching this movie. No. And I would not recommend you know falling asleep falling as- okay i fell asleep for like five minutes sure. okay um i would also just not recommend like watching it well, it wasn't even that late it was just like we've all had long days and yeah. um drinking and like at the end of the day it was like it was so hard to focus and it's such a shame because like i really do genuinely believe that this movie is like actually worth your focus yeah it deserves a close look yeah and it's like the more harish like explains stuff the more i'm like yeah, it's all coming together. Like, I'm really getting it. I feel um, regret. I feel like okay. I missed out. I know, me too. So, here is from Wikipedia. I can't wait to listen to this episode and realize what we were talking about. <laughs> from Wikipedia, um, uh, there's the plot summary on Wikipedia, right? And then in the middle, it's like, uh, Birak, who's the scientist, and the priest theorize that Satan is actually the offspring of an even more powerful force of evil, the anti-god. They did talk about the anti-god, if Ooh, you can remember that. Oh, I that. love that. I've heard about an um, anti-god and other stuff. Who is bound to the realm of anti-matter. Uh, and the survivors the find themselves... World. The survivors find themselves sharing a recurring dream, apparently a tachyon transmission sent as a warning from the future year 1999. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's 20 fucking years ago. I know. A shame we haven't prevented <laughs> it. Um... Shit, that's cool. Anti-God. I missed all of that. So, yeah. So, when she's reaching through the mirror and pulling the hand through, that's the anti-God that she's so pulling that's not, through. Okay, so that's it's, I assumed like it was Satan. It's, we know, like, Satan. Well, they shouldn't have made him look like Satan then. Well, they didn't make him look like anything. It was just a hand. I know. That hand was, it was very satanic. It was a red right hand. Oh! Got him. <laughs> um, it, it literally was. No, but... So, I feel like we've spent the f- last couple little bits... Just basically trying to figure out the plot. And I don't want to bore people by just talking about the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about more. This is a John Carpenter movie. And you can tell. <laughs> um, if you've ever, I would liken this movie a lot to the movie They Live. In Words. terms of like acting. <laughs> visuals. The acting in this is how so it's bad. put together. I don't know. It's just I was yeah. like, it, like. Also like. Did he do. <coughs> <laughs> Oh, no. That was really gross. Sorry, I probably picked the mic. Did he do Halloween 3 Season of the Witch? No. I don't think so. Never mind. I think that's when he stepped out and they were like, okay, since he's gone, we're going to do our own thing. Really? Um, I don't know. It kind of like gave me like that. Yeah. But so, like a lot, like a lot of they live in terms of just like, and I'll talk about that more than like my Rex, like why, but I yeah. don't know. It just like, I was like, yeah, you know, I feel it. Like, I can tell this is like his movie. Yeah, it makes sense. He does a lot of like weird sci-fi. Does he write a lot of his other stuff? Yeah. He, he like, so John Carpenter is kind of like a, 
he's l- similar to Robert Rodriguez in that he does like all aspects of the production. Oh, so he does directing, work. writing, music, music, all of that. He does. Oh, I love that he does music because all the music in his movies is so good. Yeah. So let's talk about the music. Um, do you have you guys heard about this term, Mickey Mousing? Oh boy. Have no, you have heard not. about Mickey Mousing? Mm-mm. Mickey like Mousing. Oh, it's dro- where, wait, 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 wait. Dropping your own shit in wait. your stuff. Yes. Is that what it is? No. Oh. <laughs> like hiding your own shit. Yeah, like, like a thing. hidden Mickey. No, that's, that's exactly not, what that's I thought. I was thinking hidden Mickey. Never mind, that's wrong. Uh, Speaking of Mickey, so anyone seen Scream Two? Oof, 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 oof. <laughs> so Mickey Mousing is a term. Uh, this is an excerpt from an interview with John Carpenter. There are two broad themes in scoring movies. One is the original idea, the way they used to do it. It was popularized by a guy named Max Steiner. He scored King Kong 1933. It's called Mickey Mousing. He scores every footstep. Bum, bum, bum. Scared, lonely, every emotion is scored. That's what's going on today. <laughs> There's all this bravery music when the characters become brave or the sad dead baby music when people are sad. Other way, Another way of scoring, and it's not necessarily a big popular way, is to hold back and do minimalistic stuff and set moods and don't tell emotions to the audience. Set a general mood, but don't score everything. I get tired of the Mickey Mousing. But can it ruin a movie? I'm just like everyone else. I want to get lost. Please let me get lost in the movie. Let me get with the characters. I'll forget all about everything. I, I'll do all that stuff. John so, Carpenter said, let's get lost in the sauce, baby. Does, <laughs> yeah. Did he? Okay, so he said that he's tired of making Mousing, but then the end of that made it seem like he wants it because it makes it easy. I'm so confused. No. So I think he doesn't like making Mousing in general. In general. But he's fine with it in some cases if it like fits with the movie, yeah. I think is what the point of that is. But the the idea of Mickey Mousing is they basically s- like express every emotion that you're supposed to feel. It's basically the music is telling you how to feel, yeah. which I don't like. I don't like that. Like, especially in horror movies when we're doing jump scare, when we're talking about jump scares, the music generally tells us how to feel. Um, which is annoying. I love and it. I love when music tells me exactly what in, I'm supposed to be uh, thinking and feeling. In one of, the, in, I like in, when you don't realize. Actually, in the yeah. commentary yeah. for this, uh, John Comber- Carpenter calls out John Williams as one of the biggest, most famous Mickey Mousers. <laughs> <laughs> you go, John Carpenter. He said, "Fuck the other John." Fuck John Williams. <laughs> oh um, my god! Can but, we start using Mickey Mouser <laughs> as an insult? <laughs> Fuck but, Mickey Mouser. <laughs> sounds filthy. Yeah. So, uh, with respect to this movie's music, what did you think about it? I I'm don't gonna be honest. Remember. I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? Okay, Sydney. No, I was like, fine. We so watched this movie with our friend Sydney, who thought the music was cool i also thought the music was w- cool because i was paying attention to it because of i'm so sorry because i had read the mickey mouse thing and i will i'd like to preface by saying like i never catch music in movies. okay the last half thing. of this movie is music there's a lot of scenes where there's no dialogue and it's literally music and even the subtitles were like no audible dialogue 
there's why are you so mad at me? i don't know man a lot of this music uh this movie is silent and there's no dialogue and there's just music and i think the m- the music uh works pretty well because it's not like aggressive it's just in the background and like you guys didn't even notice the music which is which so maybe it wasn't mickey mouse huh well, it wasn't Mickey Mousing because John Carpenter hates Mickey Mousing and he did the music for this. Um, okay, so, like, no offense to John Carpenter. Um, wouldn't that, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun in Halloween, is that a little bit Mickey Mousing? No. Is it? I mean, it... Why would you say, Why do you say it, that? It, it, like, well, we talked about it in our bonus episode. It, it makes you... Like feel like something's creeping up behind you. Yeah, and they play yeah. it like overtly every. But time I guess it's not. Myers. It's not like your classic like violins screeching or something, you know. But also, I don't know. It, it has the effect it's supposed to have. That's weird. I'm not good enough with music to be able to make a comment on this. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about anything you explained to know why I'm wrong. I don't no, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I think that one's a weird one. I don't think it's mickey mousing because it doesn't tell you how to feel uh but it makes me feel so- well i guess all music's gonna make you feel something okay right yeah no also i agree with that, that music is during the credits i don't think it's as aggressive during the movie at the final scene don't they i don't i haven't seen the movie in a while i'm gonna yeah. go just based on everything everybody is telling me right now that i'm wrong well no. i don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't remember how exactly the music works in halloween but uh yes that is a very um recognizable score but i don't know i don't know like we're not talking about halloween right now <laughs> a better example is when they play um young and beautiful in the great gatsby and you're supposed to feel like such emotion right for the characters that okay i'm finally on board with what we're talking i'm 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 back in molly has figured out mickey mousing (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's hard to get a Chuck E. cheese girl to understand another type of rat (laughs) i really gotta rewatch this film i'm like already wanting to like i know i'm so (laughs) mad i didn't like because now I, like, know that I should be paying attention to the music. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I feel like if I knew it before, I probably would. I mean, you don't. When you go into a movie, you don't look up, like, what things should I pay attention to? But, like, it's one of those things that, like, it it's really motivating me to, like, look for the good stuff in it. You know? I'm irritated yeah. with myself. Uh. <laughs> well, I can talk about something I did notice. Yeah. All the mullets. F- yes. <laughs> No, um, the acting in this movie is oh, fucking fuck awful. Yeah, okay, and I f- apparently is a thing in John Carpenter films. Oh, yeah. The other reason I was thinking, um, it's so they live, like just to take a tangent for a second. It sounds like somebody took a bunch of one-liner dialogue and was like, ah, throw it in a movie, and like that's how the entire script is. It's like line, 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 and like almost none of them like have anything to do with each other it's awesome like yes and no it's just like it's a very quotable movie but it also is just like what the fuck are these like they're not saying anything and i got a lot of that from this movie specifically walter walter in the closet 
Yes. You know, I like to be dominated by women. Like, okay. Like, why would you say that? And a bunch of other stuff too. That they just like say things, and it's like there's no like appropriate lead in to the, like the thing that they're saying. None of their line delivery is natural. They're it's all just so like weird. saying my line, saying my line saying my line and like some of the parts you were like okay they they did a good job with that yeah but like for the most part like none of the times that the actors were interacting with each other felt natural god nobody in this movie is a good actor maybe it's the direction and honestly at that point it's kind of on the back of the director too because if you're just like allowing bad delivery it's it's kind of it's partially on you but it's also partially on they probably didn't have a huge budget so they couldn't pay like big actors probably or maybe he didn't want to i'm not sure i don't know enough about john carpenter yeah um it's one of those like bad acting can be fun yeah it can be fine in a movie it's 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 campy and it's fun i think like when it's distracting from like other parts of the movie that's when i have an issue with it and there were parts where i was like okay like i kind of just checked out i'm like i cannot be invested in what's happening because like it's just not like what happening um like so like in the beginning like literally right in the beginning when the two characters are like it's like the mustache and the redhead and Mm -hmm. they're like falling in love and i'm like okay whatever like i just didn't care okay a lot of the introduction to each character it felt like extremely they were yeah they were like hitting certain beats so it was only a couple of them um but like I don't know. Just some there I'm not criticizing like it, it wasn't bad enough to make me like not like the movie. Like I liked the movie. Yeah. It was just like and I also have to remember that this was like 1987 and it kind of feels right for its time. But like I don't know, when was Videodrome? I don't know. 86 something. Yeah. I want to say 86. And, and I mean like the acting's good in that and it's kind of a campy like mm-hmm. you know, gory type thing with like kind of not the same themes but like big themes with like you know crazy shit happening and like the acting in that is actually like good okay you know what i mean and this acting is just not i'm I'm not criticizing the movie from it I, i think it's actually quite fun i think it's really fun and i think that's part of the reason why i'm gonna end up liking this movie is that it's a little bad but um, like it's just really bad, and I this is besides Halloween, this is like the first one that I've actually like really watched of John Carpenter's. So I'm wondering if I'm gonna start noticing more of a theme in his stuff. The acting in They Live is bad, but it's like fun. Yeah, bad. I've seen bits of They Live, and they a great I remember it being movie. like wacky. Um, yeah, but yeah, so like it's not great, but I think that that's part of its charm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I just had, like, a hard time. I never had a problem with the acting. Like, there were parts where you guys pointed out that it was bad, but it was, like... I also, like, just in general, I don't really have a problem with bad acting if it's, like, believable enough. Oh, do you yeah, really? See, I, I, yeah, that's, like, I, one of the things I, I fixate on. I don't really care about bad acting. It's my number one. That's what takes me out of the movie more than anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, not... And it's also, it's, like, bad acting coupled with, like, weird lines. And this movie has, like, a lot of very specific dialogue choices, like, within the script. 
And then, like, hearing that and then hearing a character do it badly, I'm like, okay. Somebody can, like, act the shit out of a bad script. Like, that's the reason we gave we have the Jensen Ackles Award. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can also have solid script, bad line delivery. And, like, this is just both <coughs> of those things. Yeah. Like, okay. it's just, like, bad script, bad yeah. delivery. And not all the time. Like, through the, it, it's not like every, like every part of the movie is like this, but, like, there were enough parts that I was like, okay. Yeah, but it's like it's one of those things with, you know, since John Carpenter does pretty much like everything with the film, it's Mm -hmm. like I don't want to criticize him as a filmmaker because of it, because it's like, okay, so like your writing's not that great, but like general like direction and shot composition. Awesome. He's great at music. It's like he can't be great at everything, but he's a good writer. Yeah. Well, you know, story wise, dialogue wise. Yeah. Oh, shitting on the dialogue for They Live, but it's amazing. <laughs> I love, like... He's got... He has fun. It makes no sense. Well, it, it it doesn't make no sense, but, like, I I implore you to watch it again. Oh, I would love to. I, I want to. Um, It's absolutely fucking bananas. But, like, Halloween. Like, the yeah. dialogue in Halloween's, oh, like... Halloween's fine. It's, it's Yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, also, if maybe, like, he knew what he was doing in writing the script. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He knows enough about Mickey Mousing, so he probably is, like, yeah. aware. I, like I said, all of my, like, things that I'm pointing out aren't in any way trying to, like, shit on the movie entirely. It's just, like, these are the criticisms I'm seeing. What's some stuff y'all liked? I love well, the fucking... Wait, do you have something else you want to say before I, we move on to what we like? I, I wasn't... I didn't hate it. Um... I thought the acting was fine. Uh, the the lines were like fine. Uh, I think um, the only thing that I can think of that was weird was the way that Walter, the character of Walter acted when he was in a high stress situation and he was just like trying to make jokes and trying to distract the women uh which like i think it like kind of makes sense in the context where he's like he doesn't really know what to do so he's just like throwing out whatever he can to try to distract them or like try to get them to be on his side but that guy in particular was not good (laughs) at acting it's not a good actor yeah maybe uh, yeah i mean i don't know i didn't have a problem with him but like i don't know and then there was just there's just certain character like there's just certain interactions that uh, so every now and then somebody would be like oh what's going on here and they'd like kind of like you know have kind of an explanation of something that's going on and it's just like it just there was just moments where it's just not natural it's fine yeah it's it's fine it's like it's fine yeah well in a movie like so this is one of the movies it's hard to explain what's going on so like i feel like you do need yeah a good amount of exposition i don't know what i'm saying scrap, <laughs> scrap that yeah it doesn't yeah i mean matter. yeah that was like a pro uh, that i feel like was a problem with that was why it was like so critically panned is because like nobody understood what it was about because I guess there wasn't enough explanation, maybe, or there were too many plot holes. Well, or and then also, like, I feel like sometimes whenever they were explaining stuff, they were using like, um, 
I don't know what's the right word for it, like jargon that, you know, if you're just kind of like casually viewing, you're not re- like even her thing about how Jesus was like an extraterrestrial. Like if you're not like completely like listening to her, you're going to be like, what the fuck was she just talking oh, yeah, about? You have, that's another thing. You like just kind of have to just jump on board with the Jesus was an alien thing. <laughs> And it's just you got to accept it or like get lost in the plot. But then also their explanation of like why people are having the same dreams and stuff. And I'm not saying that it's impossible and not accessible for you to understand. But it's like a lot of the explanations of the stuff is just like stuff that like I personally don't really know, understand or care that much about. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is a bad movie because of it. It's just like I think it might not have been as accessible, especially for people like in that time. They didn't, you know, I feel like. Because, like, nowadays we have, like, a billion fucking, like, space and time travel movies. Oh, yeah. You know? But, like, in the 80s, there weren't, like, that as many. I mean, there were. There were plenty of space and time travel movies, but, like, not as, like, technical and complex shit. Ever hear of Back to the Future? (laughs) Got me. Well, I mean, Back to the Future is a good example of, like, you know. I watched those movies after I got my wisdom teeth out, and I only remember the first one, like, vaguely. And then the, it was just out. I've seen them all and I have no memory of any of them. I like, could not tell you a single plot point from any one of those movies. Well, like I could because I know now, like looking yeah. back. But like from like from what I watched, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I sat like glassy eyed in front of a screen for two hours, which is a little bit how I feel after watching this movie. So maybe it's a personal problem. Yeah, but I think that the problem that we had was it was like Molly and I were both having a really hard time focusing. Mm-hmm. We were drinking. And then also it was just like sometimes some of the explanations and stuff was just like they were just flying over our head because it was like too much for our little minds to comprehend at the moment. Oh, I want to talk about this. Did they ever like unpack what all the bug shit was about? Or was that just like no. to be gross? I think that was just to I be gross. I think the bug stuff was just, yeah. Because oh. they went kind of, I'll say it, all in on the bug stuff for the first half hour of the movie and then like didn't bring it up again. Which it was like up until the guy with the Beatles, and it was like, okay, it's gone. Well, I think so. The, the ants, I'm fine with it. The Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> so the first half of this movie, they're talking about how s- weird stuff is happening with the Earth. So is that why the like homeless people are acting like that? Like, what's well, yeah. Because my question was like, why are they doing that? Because they live around this church where the thing is it's just like affecting them yeah okay i'll, I'll accept and that's that. the thing with the brotherhood of sleep too is they they're protecting this church and that's why they all have the same dream is because they're around the thing okay cool. i accept that okay and so i think there's the scene at the very beginning where the physics professor is going into his class and then he pauses like right at the front of the church or front of the university. And then he looks up at the sun and then the camera pans down to show the ants. And um, later in the movie, the priest talks about how weird stuff's happening on the earth. And I think the implication with the ants and the bug stuff and the homeless people all connected i think it's like you know how ants have a sort of they're all like connected social insects in a weird sort of way like they 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 have a 
when ants work together, they have like a common mm-hmm. thing, and like you can like, there's always like a straight line of ants. They're always going in a straight line. There's like, I think the thing was that there's a connection with these ants where they all have a common thing that's connecting them and that same thing is applying to these homeless people uh and they're all connected in the same way these ants it's it's just connecting the uh the bugs that serve a higher purpose i guess the homeless people who live around the church who are affected by this evil green liquid also serve a higher purpose and are acting in the same way that these ants do. And I think that's what the, what the thing with the bugs was Okay. at the beginning. Okay. That makes sense. I just liked the bugs cause they're, f- they're all bugs are always fun in horror movies. Yeah. I didn't even need an next, expo- I personally didn't need one cause I was just like, Oh yeah, bugs. It's scary. I'm good for that. That's this, gross. This movie does like, set the it it does like it's really creepy at the beginning even before anything actually like scary happens um there's a scene where uh they're first going into the church and the the priest is going up to the church and then that like homeless woman or no before that there's the part where the uh the physics guy the physics professor goes into the church and he like looks over and sees this homeless woman like praying at the sun or like looking at the sun and bowing uh as if she's like praying to the sun and then he like looks closer and she has like ants coming up the side of her face and that like is really creepy and then also he's got some incredible sight to be able to see those ants from where he was standing they're pretty big ants also um so that's really creepy and then there's the part where um the the professor comes into the church or no the priest goes into the church and then like the the same lady from before goes up to him and like shakes his hand and it's like we're so glad that you decided to reopen this church but her voice it's like deep is deep as if it's like modulated as if something is talking through her like it it's very deep voiced like the the oh, way yeah. like in the like in a possession movie like a, the exorcist or whatever it's the way that someone who is possessed by a, a demon would talk but she's just talking normally and she's acting as if she's a normal person the only weird thing is her voice is very deep like very like deep as in like modulated deep yeah which is cool and that is also like a creepy thing that like sets the tone for it you know yeah there's just all just all this creepy stuff is happening around these people uh that's not like it's not like in your face but it is like it's it's like setting the tone for okay, there's something weird going on around this church and all these people are acting weirdly. And then like 
once the actual like the one girl gets possessed like she gets the stream in her mouth uh and then it like from there it's like everything starts to happen that's like the kicking off point and then like from that point of the movie it's like pretty much mostly like a normal horror movie like people are getting picked off one by one uh and that's really well done so i don't know i thought it was cool no it is cool no yeah like i like hearing these explanations and stuff because it it puts more context like Mm -hmm. um it just like i keep saying like motivates me to see this again oh i can't wait like i'm super stoked there's a one girl who gets like marked she has a oh, bruise. Oh, that was Yeah, neat. I forgot about that. She has the mark, and so then she's the one who gets possessed uh, and, like, tries to bring the anti-god, I guess, into the into this world. Those effects were nuts. That's the makeup was fucking gnarly. That's really so what I was yeah. been trying to talk about is, like, the fucking makeup in this movie is so good. Even just down to that, like, mark was like, oh, that's dope. But, like, also just her progress her transition is disgusting and um one of my favorite things that we saw in this movie was the part at the end where the priest like takes the axe and chops off the chick's arm and it drops and then they do that shot and you just see the other the new arm just jut out it was so cool i just like like it was so practical and easy like i know exactly pretty much how they did it Mm -hmm. just in my own mind but like it looked great and it was just awesome and i i loved the especially with her stuff just i think the makeup and special effects were like that whole final like climactic scene looked so good yeah i also loved the visuals from when she like reached into the um the mercury and all that that was oh it was beautiful yeah so I'll, I want my fa- I think my favorite thing about this is the effects. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and welcome to <laughs> Cinnamon with Sid, where <laughs> our good friend Sydney Lawson talks about all the cinnamon topography she enjoyed from the <laughs> film we just watched. Testing. Is yeah. my mic on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was really pretty. The lens that he used was amazing. I love that this cinematographer his name is gordon willis and he's basically a legend in the game he did the godfather uh that was his biggest one obviously but i think that separately before this movie he was called the prince of darkness he was called the prince before this movie yeah i don't know if it was before but after godfather which was 62 i think yeah and this is 87 so it's much later I think because of Godfather, they nicknamed him the Prince of Darkness. Okay. And so that would be weird if there was like a tie-in to the title because of that. I don't know. Like, we gotta get this guy. Yeah, (laughs) I did. I looked at a couple sentences of research, so don't (laughs) quote me on this. Oh, we're quoting you. This is cinnamon with Sid, where everything she says has to be right. Hard takes. (laughs) Um, so that was really cool. The yeah, the lens was amazing. It was so cool. I want to know what it is so bad. It was anamorphic as hell. And there was like only 
30% of the entire frame was not blurry at all times, which was <laughs> a really cool characteristic. Uh <coughs> The light, the lighting was definitely very overhead at times to a point that I think was a little unrealistic, very like top light heavy, which is a, a very Godfather sense. Okay. Because we had like, we had the candles, but then we also had the practicals that they, it looks like they, they had brought them like in up, to yeah. fill it in. Yeah. So like a, like you said with the candles, like why are they still lit? I don't know. When they brought in those lights. But then B, if they had to bring in lights because there wasn't power, why were we having overhead sources the whole time? So that was confusing. I don't know. Something that I was annoyed about. Yeah, that might have been like uh, in in terms of if we're analyzing it, like in the reality of the film, like the church basement didn't have power and they just brought like overhead lights. But I don't know. I don't know if analyzing analyzing lighting in terms of in the reality is always a good idea yeah <laughs> but yeah and and uh, in the I'm outside shots for natural there's lighting. the like moonlight and slash sunlight because like they they definitely did talk about how the sun and moon were acting weird i love oh. that was like really i like that one it was really pretty yeah that's cool um, what else is it? Uh, I just read an article in the AC magazine about cookies. So I really liked all the like the film noir blinds and stairway shadows that were happening. So when you say cookies in terms of cinematography, what does that mean? It's like a thing that you put in front of the between the light and the subject to put a pattern on onto it. Okay. I guess the cookie is specifically for like, branches, like to make a, uh, it look like it's coming through a tree. There's also when um, the one dude, Walter, was hiding in the closet and the light through the, like, yeah. there was that yeah. grate or whatever. So I think if it's just anything that's between the light and the subject, it's called a gobo. Okay. A go-between. Okay. So a gobo. Oh. I'm just learning this, so it's, like, really cool that we ju- I just watched this. Yeah. And then if it's specifically a tree branch, it's called a cookie. Okay. Short for, I can't remember, <laughs> Kukasaro or something freaking weird. Okay. So I was noticing that the whole time. But, yeah, very well shot. Nice. Lots of suspense. L- I also liked when they were doing the cuts back and forth and they would slowly get s- closer and closer. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So at different points in this movie, you said you wanted to fuck the oh lens. God. What do you mean by that? It was so fucking pretty. <laughs> it was like anamorphic in the sense that it was getting so much in. But I just love like when the lenses fall off around the edges like that because there's so much character like where it's, it's very sharp in the middle, but it's very like blurry on the edges. And that's something okay. you can't really get without having an anamorphic lens yeah it's a very specific look and then the bokeh is just that oval shape instead of being a circle Mm. so that's like you could you can feel those types of lenses and it was so cool especially the shot of the girl who was the first possessed person it was like right when i first walked in and she was there and there were the candles in the background and it was just her face it was so pretty yeah yeah, I would I would marry 
alleged. <laughs> Let's make it legal 2019. <laughs> well, thank you so much. My Lee. rights. Well, uh, let's things? rate it out of 10. <laughs> out of 10 candles, how many candles would you give this um, cinematography? Oh, the cinematography? Yeah. Eight. Eight candles. Nice. Yeah, because it was really good, but it's a lot of it was like unmotivated. Okay. If that makes sense. Or just some of it. Yeah. But it, that's, I guess, that's an 80s. Like thing. you were saying, like the overhead lights. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good stuff. Loved it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Sydney, for coming on. It was great Thank to see you. Yeah. Always a pleasure. <laughs> also, I love your new kids on the block shirt. <laughs> Thanks. I also, like, in, to agree with Sydney, it was shot really well. Like, it was really pretty to look at. Yeah. I think a lot of his movies, though, are like like that. It's one of those. This is going to sound kind of weird. You could, I could, like, put on one of his movies and, like, watch it with, like, no audio or no context. And be like, yeah, okay. Because it's just, like, pretty, you know? Yeah. It's like that with Halloween. Like, you can put Halloween on the background. And, and like, play it at like a party. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe not this movie specifically just for, like, plot reasons. But, like, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're not it. trying to watch it and you're just kind of, like, glimpsing at the movie every now and then. And you'd be like, what the fuck happened in this movie? That'd probably be pretty fun. But, Basically yeah. Basically what I got out of it. <laughs> that but, yeah, like, it, it would be. It, this is probably, like, one of his least workable movies in that con in that scenario did he do the thing yeah i believe so yes okay i want to watch the thing really bad yeah, i've heard like so nothing but good things about w- the thing well there's this is part of the apocalypse trilogy what by so john carpenter has Prince thr- of darkness three movies uh that are called the apocalypse trilogy it's the thing as samantha was saying the thing and then this is the second one and the third one is called in the mouth of madness i've heard of that which stars sam neill (gasps) um that's why when i googled this movie and i was like kurt russell came up is he in it sam neill also came up so i think it was like the cast of the trilogy was popping up so those three movies together are called the apocalypse trilogy it's kind of like the like like the Carnetto trilogy with Edgar Wright, where there are three different movies, but they're like thematically connected, but not mm-hmm. really like actually like connected in terms of plot and continuity and stuff. Yeah. So this is the second movie in the <coughs> Apocalypse trilogy. It's a blue one. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. this one is the green one. I guess the thing would be the blue one, and the m- in the Mouth of Madness would be red. Red, red one. Yeah. Got red on you. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh hell yeah, that's funny. I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now I want to watch. Well, yes, I gotta watch all of them now. Yeah, I I also we have the thing. Um, I I'm probably tonight. I'm gonna order in the Mouth of Madness. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Shout Factory, which oh is oh my god, <laughs> where I got the D, the Blu-ray for this. It they sell like a steelbook version of the thing and they sell a steelbook version of this movie prince of darkness um and i have both of those but they don't have a steelbook of fucking in the mouth of madness they just have a normal blu-ray which is like okay come on you gotta at least finish the trilogy when you're doing that in the mouth of madness didn't come out till 1994 yeah five years before the apocalypse wasn't the thing in like the 70s oh yeah that actually makes sense it took us time yeah no, was seven. Was the thing the seventies? 
What was it like early eighties? I 80s? think so. It no, was it was eighty two. Yeah. It was oh, wow. This movie looks fucking bonkers. Gotta watch it. What in the mouth of madness? <laughs> yeah. In the mouth of madness. It's like Sam Neill possession event horizon level let's, wacky um, shit. Let's just go into our normal segments. Okay, but I'm just we'll saying. Talk about this. I need to watch this yeah. movie. Okay. Do we want to do the award? Who's Ooh. the best actor in this movie? Well, which award are we gonna are we gonna give it a Jared or a Jensen? Well, I think it's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. We just but had a hard time understanding. This is the it. acting award. Oh, so it's an acting award in a good movie. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Who yeah. acted well? In I this don't movie? understand the rules. <laughs> Either way, it's a it's good arbitrary. actor award. But it's a good actor okay. in a good movie Thank or a you. good actor in Should a bad movie. Should we have a bad actor award? Probably. I think that would clear up some confusion <laughs> for me. Sure. I mean, I don't want to think about it now. Oh, we it'll, we'll put it on the back burner. The Walter. <laughs> the Walter Award. <laughs> we'll just call it The bad Walter. Bad actor the in Walties. a good movie. Bad actor in a good movie. Well, the I Walter. do have to point out that like, while he didn't really deliver in this performance, um, about, I think, so this came out in a... 87 you said 87 oh i think it was 98 so 11 years um later he was in this other movie that did really well at the uh 1998 shadow oscars oh yeah yeah um he got the best actor well what Who, movie Walter? was that yeah best yeah oh okay <laughs> what movie was that it was um there will be blood yes thank <laughs> I you don't know why that came <laughs> it was rambo versus rampage um first blood moon Ah. Yeah, um he played Rambunctious, which is a Rambo's son, and <laughs> he did such a good job <laughs> that they're like, "Wowie." You should see Molly's face as she's pitching that this oh. is a real thing. I there mean, is a movie called Son of Rambo. I I and I've heard it's pretty I, good. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, um, it's like not related to the Rambo. Oh, I know. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just. So I should cut all of that. It's just the ramblings of an insane person. Um, <laughs> I'd like to keep that in, please. So Donald Pleasance is an option. The priest. I'm giving it to the guy who's like Hitchcock in Brooklyn Nine Nine now. He was like hardly <laughs> in it. I don't care. That's my. He vote. was decent. There's the guy with the mustache. I think tight pants did a fine job. Wait. Type Pants. We're overlooking the best option, which is Alice Cooper. Ah! Yeah, Alice okay. Cooper was pretty good. He didn't have any lines. Yeah. yeah, but he acted the hell out of it. Yeah. That's my vote. Alice Cooper, baby. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time on this one because, like, there's there's some people that could get it, but it's like, who would I want to give it to? The I also think that the girl? translator girl, I was going to, I think, I think we were both on the same page. She was actually pretty good. She was pretty good. Yeah. And she's hot. Yeah. Do that can be your guys' pick. I'm voting for Alice You're Cooper. You're voting for Alice Cooper? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so by fair. democracy, your girl wins. But, but just know in my heart, it's Alice Cooper. He ran for it's it. It's the Jensen. <laughs> no. A- Jensen Apple. The Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. Uh, so villain ranking. Oh, I gotta get my list. So what is it? The villain is the green goop. Yeah. Or is it the anti god? God. Anti god. Well, the green goop is infecting people in order to bring the anti god into the. So, so is I the anti god the? Can we just do like a double 
feature. You know, the Prince of Darkness. Oh yeah, Megadeth. the Prince of Darkness is the green. Green stuff is the Prince of Darkness. Okay. We'll just say like they were working together. Green man. <laughs> okay, hold on. I need a minute. I don't know why. I'll start. I'm gonna put mine just below Nosferatu. I don't have my list in front of me, but it just feels right. Just below Nosferatu. Yep. For you. Yep. Count Orlock. Count Orlock. Thank number you. Number seventeen. Fuck. Sure. That's number seventeen on yours. Sounds good. Uh, I'll put mine. You know what? I'll put mine number seven. What? Yeah. So it's Pontypool Virus. It from It Follows, Samara, Bakul, Modor from The Ritual, then The Other Mother, and then this guy, Prince of Darkness, <laughs> I guess. Um, Mine is pretty low. It's below the Amityville Horror House and above the Anaconda. It's actually not that low. It's like slightly below halfway. Yeah. I just like... I think maybe upon another watch, I might appreciate it more, but like I never felt threatened by it. Even though like Loki, it was making everyone go insane. It was making everyone go insane. It was affecting the homeless people, making them turn, uh, act weird. It was affecting the world. It was giving people dreams. I guess the dreams are from someone else, but, uh, it was yeah. turning people into zombies. I don't know. It was I don't cool. know. I'm not saying it wasn't a good villain. It was just like not one that I connected to. It didn't spit in my <laughs> mouth in so. any form. It was a good villain. Yeah, it was good. Solid shit. So what do we want to rank this movie out of? Oh, shit. Should we do what would you do? Oh, yeah. What would well, you do, do let in it this up. scenario? So your professor gives you extra credit and says you have to go to an abandoned church. And then all the spooky shit starts happening. First um, of all, you gonna do your theme song, Molly? No, because my vo- like. Okay. Oh yeah. We I also do want to issue an apology. So my voice is kind of shot today, so I know I sound really gross, and I just like don't want to sing. We'll so. just cut in it right now. So um, <coughs> um, I I'd probably relate to the fucking mustache guy the most, uh, in terms of the experiment because he was the one who noticed like hey this thing seems like to have it high consciousness and then i'm noticing all these changes and he was the only like he was one of the few people who was actually paying attention to the experiment and trying to understand what was happening i uh, yeah i agree with that for you <laughs> also because you're like you know about like physics and science yeah so you'd be like on top of your shit. Yeah. Having a really hard time placing myself. Hold on. Um. I'd be the girl with the glasses and the denim jacket. Yeah. Just because I love that outfit. But also <laughs> because I'd be like, hey, what's this goop? And then I would absolutely get sprayed because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? If someone's like, hey, you want to do this science experiment? I'm going to fucking touch something. It's just going to be like, burn my hand off. Yeah. I think I'm the translator chick. Okay. She's on the. She's always on that computer. That's yeah. I'm always be on that computer typing away. Also, I think I'm not quite the glasses denim girl. I just don't feel like I would, you know, accidentally fuck up, fuck with something. But 
you clearly didn't get yelled at in your fourth grade science class for mixing well so we had to do like a chemical test for like it was like flour and baking soda and sugar and like mm-hmm. there's all these tests to find out what was what you clearly didn't take all sixth ingredients and mix them together in a separate seventh pile <laughs> nope. and get yelled at by your teacher you for girl, like mixing the chemicals you girl respect the scientific method <laughs> no i got i was like they were like molly what's that i was like it's pile seven <laughs> they're like what's that <laughs> like it's a mix they're like no chaos <laughs> that's the tone for why i'm not in stem <laughs> but yeah i probably i just i like her i like her and i relate to her Hell yeah. so are you surviving this movie nope no i'd say yeah actually you know what on a much more cynical answer yeah because i would never set foot in a church <laughs> that's true from the beginning i was like would i even have exper- been in this experiment but oh, i guess yeah. if i was one of the students probably you wouldn't want to be in a fucking weird church experiment no No. i absolutely would because like they start to do like religion and science and i'm like fuck yeah yeah that's pretty cool i don't know if i'd spend like what do they say 48 hours 48 hours is what they're supposed to i don't know if i'm not dedicated to any sort of college credit that's true not really married to that concept i'd do it fuck it maybe if i was getting paid yeah i would think that this would make a great episode of community it really would yeah I can Dina see <laughs> Physic Club is doing an experiment down at the old church and they need some volunteers. <laughs> I'm shocked that it hasn't happened. I can't count the reasons I should stay. So, what now? Uh, rating. Rating the movie out of... What did we? What did Sydney rate the cinematography out of? Out of candles. candles. Do we want to just rate out of candles too? No. You have a plan? Uh, I think we should do either. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Okay. I think we should do on a level of like one to ten, how much you would get burnt by the goo. <laughs> burnt by the goo. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to do something involving like spitting in your mouth. How much? <laughs> well, you take it away. Harish. Squirts in your mouth. Squirts. Squirts in your mouth. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's the same rating. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm good with that. Fine. I'm trying to think my rating. I want to give this a nine <laughs> because it's a cool story. I love the fucking demon stuff and I love the science stuff. It works really well. And this movie rules. I'm going to give it a tentative seven and a half with the <laughs> intent. No, with the intent of watching it again, knowing that it's like probably an eight and a half. Okay. In my opinion. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Just from like what I got from it, because I know I did not get a lot from this movie because I'm not like not in the right state. Um, it's still an enjoyable movie. Yeah. But um, I'm irritated because I didn't pay attention. So I'm like mad. That's why my ranking's low. Yeah. I literally exact same shit. I was going to give it a seven. And I, it's like, I know I'll probably raise it and hell, even by the time, maybe even like by the time I sober up and it's the morning after I'll be like, I remember stuff. I think it's better. I do think that I like, I want to like almost just preemptively give it a better score, but it's like, I can't do that until I know. Mm -hmm. And so like seven is like the safe number for like Harisha's scale. So it just feels right to give it a seven because I know I enjoyed it. When I was paying attention, I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah. And then I would, like, slip out of reality and be like, oh, man, what did I miss? Yeah. So. So should we do some recommendations? 
Yeah, I can start. Um, it's the two I already said before. Um, they live, which is a cr- is great. It's a great, great movie. There's like an eight minute fight scene. It's incredible. I'm g- I like honestly might watch They Live tomorrow. <laughs> like I've it's been on my mind like the past couple weeks, but especially today. Also, I thought a lot about the fog today because there was a really thick fog over Columbus this morning, and I was right. like, ah, sick John Carpenter reference. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also Video Drum. Yeah, Video, video Drum is a great good, one. Yeah. And um, I just think, like, across the board, like, thematically, um, both actually surprisingly talk about, like, religion and, um, like, church and um, homelessness, which is, like, a weird kind of, like, Yeah, I mean, that's why I brought time. it up earlier, because I was like, these are similar. And, like, literally same in They Live. Like, there's a whole, like, plot about, like, that, which is interesting. And, a pl- like, it's I think there's, like, moments that are, like, set in a church, if I remember that right. Yeah. It's super weird. Um, um, yeah, those are my recs. I might have more in a second, but I only have one big one right now, and it's, um, um, oh my god, did I just forget what, oh, Possession. possession. I want to recommend Possession. Um, goo. <laughs> okay. That's that on that. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's Goo, and Sam Neill's in it, and Sam Neill is in this trilogy. Yeah. And also, um, kind of, there's like some religious stuff to it, but there's like, I don't know, it's just like. It's really just the goo. That's really yeah. why I thought about it. Uh, I'd recommend, obviously, other John Carpenter movies, as Molly was saying. Uh, they Live and The Fog in the Mouth Madness is thing. I haven't seen any of those, uh, except They Live I've seen. Uh, and Halloween's good. Halloween's. Uh, and just m- a lot of John Carpenter movies are good, so watch those. And then I'd also recommend The Exorcist, uh, another like kind of possession movie, similar theme, but uh, not really related to this, whatever. But my best recommendation for this movie is Event Horizon. Yeah, Sam Neill. Because Sam Neill. And they also combine the hell and science fiction yeah. So there's the hell aspect and the science fiction aspect and both of those. I really love when those get meshed together and they work really well. So this movie is an example, Prince of Darkness, and Event Horizon is another really good example of when you combine sci-fi with demons. I have another one. Reanimator. Reanimator, why? Green goo. Green goo. Okay, it's clear that we all have different <laughs> things that we've really latched well, onto in this movie. Also, just like, I don't know, some of that stuff was like wacky, cool, practical makeup and stuff. And I, I just think that there's some fun, like, looks that yeah. were fun, you know. I did think but of a reanimator the during this movie, but like, I'm just it's like joshing with you because I know you're just talking about the goo. It's mostly the goo. <laughs> Would you also recommend um, the Teen Choice or the, um, yeah, the Nika? Uh, the Nickelodeon, the slime, yeah, the awards, Teen Choice Awards. That's what they're called. <laughs> I think I it's the KCAs, right. the Kids Choice Awards. Kids Choice Awards. Shit, are there the Teen Choice Awards? Yes, they give out surfboards. Thank you. Fuck, you're right. The Kids Choice Awards. They give out blimps. <coughs> All right. Yeah, I got nothing more than the goo. Yeah. Um. Okay. Very cool. Thank you for the. Those are really good pick, Harish. Thanks. Yeah, so this and the movie trivia rules. was really good. Watch the movie; it's good. <laughs> yeah, watch it sober. Don't don't drink. <laughs> don't drink. Should we do some um, plugs? Yeah. You, plugs? you can find me on Twitter at Midsummer Queen at Instagram 
at Molly Francis Haynes and on um, Letterbox at M O one one Y H A I N E S. I'm on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference. And uh, Instagram and Letterbox at Samantha Dawn thirteen. And I'm at Not a Credit Card on everything. Uh, and you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at Gmail dot com if you want to email us. We're Tipsy Terror on Facebook and Letterboxd. And then we have our websites, Tipsy Terror dot dot WTF, Tipsy dot com and Tipsy dot P-U-B. Dot P-U-B. And all of those link to all of our other shit. Uh, and we also have a Patreon for one dollar a month. You can decide you can vote in polls to decide one of our episodes per month. And for $5 a month, you get a bonus episode each month. And our last bonus episode from September was about Final Destination 2 through 4. And the next one is going to be something else. I feel like... Oh, okay. should, well, I think we should plug what it is because it's super fucking cool. Do we want yeah. to? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's get October, so it's Halloween. So it's about <laughs> Halloween episodes of... TV shows. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm very excited too. This is probably the thing, the, the bonus that I've been looking forward to the most. Um, also, I was just gonna say, I think we should break up the uh, ending parts and divvy it up to among us. I feel like Karisha, y- you must be getting so tired of saying all those words so many times. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> you just—it's like you don't even have to think about it now. Okay. Uh, is Thank that you it? so much. Um, our next movie is TBD, but we will announce it as soon as we know. Thank you so much. Or we won't. You know, nothing matters. You keep the mystery. Bye. Bye. You will not be saved. Also, I haven't been talking <laughs> shit. I've just been saying mullet. <laughs>